the other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Obviously, the big news that everybody's talking about, and I'm sure you're going to be hearing about it on WABC all day, is the announcement by Donald Trump that he expects to be indicted and arrested this week, potentially even on Tuesday. Now, I did vote for President Trump twice, but I think I'm far from a Trump apologist. I have been very critical of him, particularly in his behavior since the election. But however you feel about Donald Trump, and look, he's facing very serious legal threats in the Mar-a-Lago case, in the uh, Georgia case, and a number of other potential civil and criminal cases. This New York case that Alvin Bragg is expected to bring possibly this week is just totally a joke. The case is legally pathetic. Alvin Bragg is struggling to twist state laws to effectively prosecute a federal case which was long ago rejected by the Justice Department against Trump over his hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. It is incredibly difficult to show that paying money to cover up an embarrassing affair was done for election purposes as opposed to an array of other obvious reasons, from protecting a celebrity's reputation to preserving a marriage. And that was demonstrated by the failed prosecution of another presidential candidate, John Edwards, on a much stronger charge of using campaign funds to cover up an affair. They couldn't convict Edwards either. This case is a total dog, and I think any legal scholar worth his salt would say so. I don't blame Donald Trump for calling for protests. Some people are saying that's incendiary, similar to what happened on January 6th. I disagree. I don't think it's any different from people calling for folks to march when someone's wrongfully killed by police. I think it would send a powerful statement to the justice system and to Alvin Bragg if everybody, especially those of you who aren't crazy about Donald Trump, said loudly that this case is a dog and Alvin Bragg should not bring it. It will only serve to divide the country further and, I would argue, it would enhance Trump's political prospects. Let's see what happens. Beam me up! To be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight good morrow everyone this is the other side of midnight on 77 wabc i don't often agree with the progressives that are dominant in the state legislature these days but there's one issue that state lawmakers state legislators are considering that i completely agree with them on state lawmakers are considering a measure that would put an end to madison square gardens 40 year old property tax exemption the expected tax revenue would then go towards funding the mta look those of us that are middle class new yorkers are paying a ton of taxes especially property taxes new york small business owners are paying a ton of taxes especially property taxes why shouldn't james dolan and the folks that run madison square garden be required to pay pay the same rate of property taxes that everybody has. Now, you could understand why in 1982, the city and the state would have done whatever they could have to keep them here. Businesses were fleeing New York City. You couldn't pay businesses to stay in New York. So essentially, that's what we did as taxpayers with Madison Square Garden. We paid them with a very generous property tax exemption 
to stay. 40 years later, the times are a lot different. There is no need for Madison Square Garden to enjoy this sort of tax abatement. Every other sports franchise that owns a stadium in the five boroughs of New York City pays property taxes. Why shouldn't Madison Square Garden? Because they hire the right lobbyists? Because they make the right political campaign contributions? Not surprising to me that Governor Hochul is opposed to ending this property tax exemption because she's been the recipient of many campaign contributions from the Dolans and the folks that own Madison Square Garden. And if the choice is making the Dolans and Madison Square Garden pay their fair share or having congestion pricing for people like me who would have to pay for the privilege of coming to work, no thank you. Make Madison Square Garden pay the same taxes that everyone else is. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I am so tired of doing some version of this story because it seemingly happens every week. Sometimes it seems like it happens every day. But I have to mention this so at least people are aware of it. So we can't be accused of not covering these things and not making you aware of this. The General Philip Schuyler statue will be removed from outside Albany City Hall in a matter of weeks, according to Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. The statue has stood outside Albany City Hall for nearly 100 years. There have been plans to move that statue for nearly three years. There are a few factors coming to a head right now. First, the city just received a requested report from a group of Albany high school students, part of the Young Abolitionist Leadership Institute. Second, the city is getting ready to create a monuments commission, a group just in charge of statues and monuments across the city. It's a great use of time. And third, a major renovation project will soon begin to fix the outside of Albany City Hall. Skyler, who you might remember these days for being out Alexander Hamilton's father-in-law, if you saw the play Hamilton, was an incredibly prominent figure in the Revolutionary War, and he was born in Albany. He was an incredible leader during the Revolutionary War. He is a bona fide Revolutionary War hero. However, he did happen to, like a lot of people in the 18th century, he did happen to own slaves. So because he did something that was legal in the 1700s, he is now seeing his statue moved. By the way, it will cost about $40,000 to move the statue into storage and keep it there. The mayor said she still doesn't have a preference for where it should go next, but thinks there are opportunities to have it contextualized with its history being told. Well, I hope so. I hope they don't do what they did with the Ark of the Covenant at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And this statue is a beautiful piece of artwork. It's a beautiful piece of history, and it commemorates someone that played a pivotal role in American independence. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, what is the biggest problem in New York City? Do you think it's paying for the migrant crisis? Do you think it's the streeted homeless? Do you think it's crime? I'll tell you what New York City Mayor Eric Adams thinks it is. Mayor Adams believes that the most concerning thing in New York City to him is the lack of spirituality among New Yorkers. Mayor Adams said on Thursday that a lack of faith is the biggest crisis currently facing the Big Apple as he pushed yet again for religion and God to be more intertwined in New Yorkers' lives. He said, quote, Our challenge is not economics. Our challenge is not finance. Our challenge is faith. People 
have lost their faith. He made these remarks at a mental health summit, speaking to religious leaders at Columbia University, adding, I'm baffled. I'm baffled that we don't understand the importance of it. When people walk into the city, when they get off the bus, when they're asylum seekers and they come in, when they enter the city for the first time from an airplane or Amtrak, do they feel God, Adams asked. And he made a lot of other comments, and we may play some of it uh, this hour, but he said, if this was a home of God, we would not be asking the question of what are we doing with the young men and women who are growing up in homeless shelters. And he begged faith-based leaders to step up and help educate the city's youth, telling them, quote, we need you. The mayor insisted that an ongoing rejection of spirituality would spell trouble, in particular for young New Yorkers and Americans in general. Obviously, this is not the first time that he has made a pitch for a more spiritual Big Apple, and he has been criticized pretty heavily from some folks who say that this tramples the very idea of separation of church and state. I have to tell you, I believe in the separation of church and state, but I have no problem with the mayor expressing his personal faith, number one, and expressing his desire that more New Yorkers practice faith and his analysis that it would be a good thing for New York City in general. I happen to agree with them. I think faith is a great thing. And if you look at the time in our country when church attendance was at its highest, I think a lot of these societal ills that are plaguing us these days, anxiety, depression, drug use, and more, weren't with us, certainly not in the large numbers that they are today. I have no problem with the mayor speaking his mind on this. Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.